Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself and Mark Henry have two amazing guests. One, Titus O'Neill, and it is eye-opening. I think our nation is going to learn a lot from Titus O'Neill this morning. Also, we talk to the greatest of all time, the nature boy, Ric Flair. And coming off the heels of our master's class on Sunday on CM Punk, Mark has a little bit more to say. We'll get into all of that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. So let's bring him in right now. Titus O'Neill joins us here on Busted Open. Sir, good morning and thank you so much for the time. Good morning. Thanks for giving me the time. I got to forewarn you. I got to forewarn you. It might be, Mark might look at it as a slight flex, but it's not. So you may hear a bell go off here and there. It's because I'm at my school. Uh, So um, we're, we're, we're doing a black history month uh, vocabulary event. And the five finalists, I built a a production studio on campus. And so we have, you know, obviously school, regular school bell, but they're in there right now with a producer going over music for their, final contest so I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing and seeing what they come up with that's a flex that's definitely yeah, yeah. a flex <laughs> but you know what like i want people to hear that like if if the people don't know they can't commend you and not that you're doing it to be commended because you're doing god's work and you're doing what makes you feel good makes you feel special and you're giving these kids an opportunity to uh, to be exposed to something, have something that you didn't like. Can you tell the busted open nation titles like what made you um, go in this direction? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm the, it's well documented, but in brief, you know, I'm a product of a rape. My mother was raped at 11 years old, uh, was driven from St. Augustine, Florida, down to Boynton Beach, Florida, and, and jumped out of the car and refused to have an abortion. And, and, you know, months later I was born. Uh, I've never met my biological dad a day in my life. I was labeled a kid that would be dead or in jail by the time I was 16. And I believed that for a greater part of my young adult life and, uh, got a chance to go to a place called the Florida Sheriff's Boys Ranch and a conversation that I had at 12 years old. Uh, I, I was like you, Mark, I used to fight all the time and get in trouble. And, uh, I just signed a contract that I wouldn't get into another fight in 30 minutes after I signed that contract. I got into another fight and was getting ready to get faced with being sent home. And uh, Mr. Pat Minogue, a white guy from Chicago, Illinois, 
uh, brought me into uh, the office. He said, well, the decision's been made for you to go home. Um, and But I'm, I'm going to, you know, piss a lot of people off because I'm going to go against that decision because I truly believe that you can turn things around. And he said, you know, why do you think you get into trouble all the time? And I had my head down and I said, I don't know, man, I'm just a bad kid. And he said, lift your head up. He said, there's no such thing as a bad kid. And I said, how can you say that? You know, I've been told I'd be dead or in jail by the time I was 16. I'll never go to college. I'll never play sports, yada, yada, yada. The list goes on and on. He said, I'm not going to give you the answer to that because I truly believe in my heart that you're going to turn things around and you're going to come up with the answer for yourself. In the meantime, I'm going to tell you something that I want you to believe it. He said, I love you and I believe in you. And a lot of people had told me that they love me, but then turn around and abuse me, beat me, curse me, etc. But nobody ever believed, told me that they believed that I can do anything. It was always the complete opposite, that I'll never do what I can never be. I, you know, I'm the first person in my family to graduate from high school. I'm the first person in my family to graduate from college. I played football uh, at the University of Florida and graduated from there with two degrees. Um, you know, I'm in the Hall of Fame at the University of Florida. I was vice president of student government. And, uh, you know, so like the work that I do now is, is, and I've been doing for years, has nothing to do with accolades. It has nothing to do with uh, recognition. Uh, it has everything to do with, like, I don't even know half of the people that invested in the Boys and Girls Club or the Florida Sheriff's Boys Ranch. I don't know their names. I don't know where they came from. I just know that they, at some point, some way, somehow, found a way to give money, give their time, give their resources to a place that they thought would give kids an opportunity to change their lives forever. And so when I, you know, wrote my book, uh, uh, that there's no such thing as a bad, and the title of it, there's no such thing as a bad kid. It's because there is no such thing as a bad kid. There are kids that are in bad situations around bad influences, making bad decisions. You put those same exact kids, which was me, in a good environment around great people, and they have a greater chance to succeed, and therefore they have greater outcomes. Our world and our society is only as big as we allow it to be. Obviously, Mark, you've traveled the world. You know, um, you know where we celebrate as. As, as people, you know, that America being the greatest country in the world. Well, you know, I kind of disagree with that at times because I feel like America is the greatest country for opportunity. That's why people come to this country. It's because of the opportunity is a chance to get an education that you, can, you couldn't get where you were in your, in your country, a chance Three. to start a business, a chance to change your life in ways that you never would be able to do it. And that's the beautiful thing about this country. But as a black man in America, um, uh, there are things that, uh, I can never turn a blind eye to, but I won't be out on the streets protesting every every other you know issue. Uh, I protest by doing the work and getting people to come together from all walks of life. Uh, this country is made is a melting pot. It truly is, and and uh, the only time we're the greatest country in the world, unfortunately, is when in times of tragedy, you know, a hurricane hits, you know, people find ways to get resources and etc. to so many different people. You know, mass shooting happens. So many people showing love, and it's like a hashtag moment for the for the week. Uh, but I just tell people all the time: in order for us to be the greatest country in the world, we got to start by being the greatest people in the world. And that starts with me. If I'm not setting an example for my children, I can go out and help as many people as I want to help. But if I'm not a great father to my own children, I never had a dad growing up. So uh, it was something that I always wanted. I always wanted to knew. I knew that no matter what. I, uh, I did in life that I wanted to be a great dad. And I'm proud to say that, you know, my kids are honor roll kids, they're honor roll people, uh, college bound and college in college now. 
uh, see Jacob getting letters. My son's going through, my youngest son's going through the same process. My daughter's going through the same process. So hopefully uh, I'll, I'll continue to be debt-free uh, in about a year and a half uh, and stress-free and kid-free. And the only thing I got left is my four French Bulldogs. Well, I mean, there's a lot to what you just said, Titus. And And the first thing I want to ask you about is when you heard the word believe, where somebody believed in you when when you heard that was it like a light bulb over your head right away or is that something that you really had to like simmer on for a while because like you said you for your whole life your whole childhood you heard the complete opposite talk about that moment when you heard that somebody actually did believe in you um yeah it's i've always had a very rebellious spirit um and and fortunately at that moment you know i realized i need to start believing in myself you know, if a white guy from Chicago, Illinois, who is essentially a stranger to me, can find a way to tell me something like this in this moment where I'm supposed to be sent home, where I'm supposed to, you know, go back. And me and my mom had a horrible relationship. I got three younger brothers. Um, so me facing that that obstacle at that moment, I hadn't been home in like a year and a half. So uh, and there's a two bedroom apartment in the project. So I was going to be the very unwelcome person. And uh but fortunately, you know, that guy believed in me enough to the point that I, I felt like, I, you know, I need to start believing in myself. And to this day, at, you know, at 45 years old, like, like there's nothing you can't tell me that can't be done. You know, I told when I remember our first time I told someone I wanted to give away 10,000 gifts for Christmas at Raymond James Stadium. They looked at me like I had 50, 50 heads because it never been done before. And I'm not born and raised in Tampa. I've been here since 2005. And it's like, it's never been done before. You know, I don't know how you're going to pull it off. And it was October when I told him I wanted to do it. Um, but I just know that, you know, if God plays, lays something on my heart, then I just need to carry out the vision. And I, you know, I, I'll tell people all the time, you're either going to, Hey, I'm going to do this with or without you. And some of the people I did without him the first time around, I made them believers and, and they've been supporters ever since. Uh, and that's, that's the way of life. I think a lot of times when people say they want to do crazy stuff, I helped 37,000 families during the holiday season last year with wow. Christmas, Thanksgiving baskets, food, gifts, over a hundred thousand gifts distributed in seven different counties. And that's, that ain't me. That's God working through me. And I understand that. I've understood that blind faith. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I just, you know, that word believe to me, um, it, it, it has a very simple context. Like, don't say what can't be done. Just go out and keep working every single day, regardless of what race, religion, sexual orientation you, you have. Like, if you truly believe that you can do something in life and you work to do it, God is going to provide every resource and every person along the path to make sure that you are you 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 succeed at what you're doing, and that that success is not for you; it's for others, because that success, like at the time for me, I told and I said it in my Hall of Fame speech. You know, I'm at a point now, like literally, I have I have no worries. I have businesses that are doing well. I have restaurants that are doing well. Uh, my kids are doing well. My health is good. Uh, I get a chance to be the global ambassador for the largest sports and entertainment company in the world, alongside other business ventures. So. For me, it's really about significance at this point in my life. Significance is for others. It's what I'm going to leave behind. It's how people are going to feel about me when I leave this earth. I've been successful a long time ago. When they told me I wasn't going to graduate from high school and I did it with honors, 
that was success. When I when I graduated from college, that was success. When they told me, oh, you'll never make it in the WWE, that was success. Now I'm looking at all them alongside Mark as a you know WWE Hall of Famer, as a, a Warrior Award winner. So, and and very well respected by every member of not only the locker room but also the production staff and everyone in that company, top to bottom. It's because I earned it, and it's because I believe in not only myself but I believe in people. And when you give people the tools and you give them an opportunity, uh, life changes for everybody. Wow. I mean, to, to hear those words, and it's so true. And, you know, Titus, you mentioned earlier about injustice. And, and, and as an African-American male, you see it and you even talked about it in, in terms of our country. And, and I think it's become even more apparent over the last few years, Titus, where it's really coming to light. Um, and, and there, and I, and, and, and I'm, I'm saddened by saying this. I almost feel like the last couple of years, you know, we've become more fractured, um, as, as, as a country. So when you talk about the injustices, you know, for you, you know, what's the best way to act on that? Because there isn't a guideline, you know, you know, it is, it is frustration and it is anger. Like what's the best way to make you know, to, to react to some, something like that, because it's, it's different for each and every person. Well, for, as, as a black man or a black woman in America or a black and brown person in America, you know, we're, we're, we are told all the time, you know, Hey, get over it. You know, it's just part of life, you know, this and that, um, you know, they, they wonder why riots happen. Riots aren't new. You know, it's just a, it's an outcry to justice being served because so many years, I mean, even we celebrating Black History Month, you know, and it's still, you know, if you see visuals of people being sold on blocks, you know, those are people's grandparents, people's kids. Um, there's not a white person in America that can ever say that they saw their, their family member go through some of the stuff. I've never seen it on television and it be okay where a, a, a white person can get beaten in the streets, holes down, attacked by dogs, and it's perfectly fine. Right. But those are visions and images that people are trying to erase. And it's not about erasing black history. It's really about understanding like this. If you really take a look at why certain things still to this day are hurting and hurtful to the African-American community, it's because we constantly see it over and over again. They tell us to get over it, get over it, get over it. Black people are the most forgiving people in the world, honestly, because the stuff that we have had to endure, our ancestors have had to endure 400 years of slavery, et cetera, yada, yada, yada. I, we can, white, and my, my, I have a lot of white friends that like, you know, what can we do? This is what we can do. You will never understand it from my point of view. I can never understand it from your point of view. But what we can agree to do, uh, agree, we can agree to agree on is that something needs to change and that we collectively coming together and teaching our kids and teaching our kids' kids the right way to do things, the right way to treat people. I don't care if it's a black person, black kid. Black people are racist too. They're they're racist black people. They're racist every race. So it's not about white and black to me. Really, it's about good human being and good human being. And when you got good human beings, one may not have all the answers, one may not have all the solutions. But boy, if you come together, I've seen it where someone that didn't have much money, but they had a great idea about how to make change in certain things. They, they, they linked up with someone that had the resources and all of a sudden powerful things are happening. 
in our country, in our society, we need to start focusing on connecting people. Politics ain't going to do it. Religion ain't going to do it. It's been fractured for years. This ain't nothing new. If you read the Bible, nothing new under the, nothing new that's happening today is it's, it's not it's not new. It's just a repetitive cycle. The problem that the issue is is that it's become more visible, and it's become more visible because of technology. And we got so many fertile journalists that can go out there and they can create any narrative they want to by taking a thirty second clip and manipulating whatever way they want to. I don't protest. You know, and, and I'm not against people that do it. I protest by getting into the community and doing the work and trying to invite other people to do the same. I'm not, it's one, it's too freaking hot out there to be standing out in the sun for hours, holding up signs, yelling, screaming. Have you ever went to a football game and, and, and yelled for your, your favorite team? And that's only two hours. And it's exhausting. And you know what I mean? So I'm not, I can't yell at things because th those voices are not being heard. They clearly are not being, and they haven't been heard for years. But what I can do is work with the Democrats, the Republicans, the Christians, the Muslims, the Buddhists, the, the atheists, and everyone else, and figure out a way to say, hey, I don't care what background you come from. This is a problem. You know that this is an issue. Let's go solve it. If everybody's saying, oh, you should run for office. No, I shouldn't. One, I cuss way too much. Number two, I don't want to sit in a meeting and try to and, 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 and talk about whether or not we should put an air condition in an under, underserved school. Let's just go fix the damn AC in the school, you know, because if people in the wasting time, huh? yeah, like that's it's unnecessary to me. Fix roads. Do this. Do that. Um, there's an attack on public education that has been for years. Uh, but I started years ago. I started during slavery. I mean, right out of slavery, you know, like segregation of schools. Um, it, it's just we we're, we're getting worked up nowadays about something that has really been the issue the whole time. It's just yeah, you, you may be enlightened by it, but the reality of it is, is it's been the issue for it, and it's in the fabric of this country. No matter what anybody wants to say, it's in the fabric of this country. This country was built on slaves, built on the backs of slaves. It was stolen land. It was all these things. So that, that those are truths that people don't want to talk about which is cool. We don't have to talk about it. Let's talk about today. Let's talk about how we can change things today. All right. I'm not going to tell you that just because we're talking about what happened today, that I ain't, I'm going to forget about what happened before today. My kids know, my grandkids will know because they need to understand how far we've come and how far we need to go. Thank you, Titus. I appreciate that honest answer. And hopefully uh, you've educated some Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 
The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Of our listeners today. Hey everyone, it's Howard Bender from the Andy Up Podcast. Every weekday, Adam Ronis and I serve you up the picks, plays, and fantasy information needed to win your bets. You know, this isn't just your average sports betting show, though, for one very good reason. We won't tell you what to do unless we've already done it ourselves. That's right. We put our money where our mouths are, so we're just as invested in each bet as you are. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. I never never lose that sense of wow whenever this gentleman joins our show. He's the reason why this show is on the air because I never would have created Busted Open if it wasn't for this man. In my opinion, the greatest of all time, and that is the nature boy, Rick Flair. And Rick, you just celebrated a birthday this past Saturday. So happy yeah. birthday. And uh, thank you so much, as always, for the time. Oh, thank you guys. You know, much respect I have for you guys. It's hard to believe I'm still alive, huh? Jesus. <laughs> and you look great. No, but you, you know what, Rick? You know, we've talked to you sometimes where, you know, yeah. we weren't sure. It could go either way. And like, to see you this, this, this last year, uh, you look healthy, you're, you're out there, you know, you're doing more now than you probably have in the well, last 15 to 20 years. So, well, believe it or not, I am, but that the thing that got me going again is even though it was, it, it wasn't, I mean, it was successful financially, but it wasn't, wasn't my best effort, but spending that, um, that five months with, uh, Rob, Cena's guy getting ready for that match in Nashville. That, that it, it just changed me around because I, I still go out there now two or three times a week and working out with him is not like working out with the YMCA. 
And one thing I've noticed, Rick, and, and, you know, I listen to your podcast with Conrad, you do a phenomenal job, um, is that you've kind of come to peace with everything, you know, like it, it, and, and, and you've done it on this show where you'll throw something out there and the journalists, dirt sheet writers, whatever you want to call them, jump on it. And it's all over the internet. And it it feels like for you now at, at your age, and you're just kind of like, you know what? It is what it is. I, I want to be, I just want to have peace now. You know, I, I really don't want to be the center of controversy anymore. It feels like well, I, you've. I never want to be, you know, that what happens though is when you have success and you're still, and you still have things that, that in your favor that other people haven't accomplished, you're always, your name's always going to be brought up. So what I, hey, I got wonderful texts from Hunter, from Kevin Dunn. Tony Khan, I get along with everybody. That's all I've ever wanted. Just want to get along. The man thing we put to rest. I apologize to Becky. Wasn't even Becky's fault. I mean, somebody else made the decision. You know, I won the story because he had to end up buying it from me. But I mean, just you know, what I mean, it, and it, I've just realized it's not worth. You, if you if you have an opinion and you state it and it has some merit, it's just your opinion anyway. But guys like Mark and I and you that have studied this your whole life are going to have a lot more in-depth and, and and more of a reason and more ability to have an opinion than a regular person. That's just the way it is. Right. They don't want to hear it. You should hear Charles Barkley telling everybody off. That his interview with Stephen A. right now, he, he's lighting everybody up. <laughs> he, he's the only guy who can get away with that. <laughs> I but you know, him, sometimes man. you got to do that, Rick. Like I know, um, I know. You, you have to put people in their place anymore. Huh? You have to put people in their place. I know, like, yeah. But it, you know, I with Ashley being in the business, that I just want to get along. I want to be able to go to any event I want to go, walk in the door, yeah, be friend, friend, but I don't want any. He said this or he said that, and I try to keep my opinions now as generic as possible. I mean, I'm never going to stop saying she's the best. You're a politician now. But, uh, not really. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think. I just have to be more, more, I have to think carefully about how I say things in the way, you know, and, and give the way I give my opinion. But um, Rick, I will Rick, tell you, you this, uh, and I believe this firmly, that my daughter is the best worker in the business, male or female today. And boy, every time she gets in the ring, I mean, her interviews now are on fire, man. It just rolls out of her. You know, it comes to that time when it's just so natural. The stuff mm -hmm. with with her and Dominic the other night was fabulous. <laughs> Where it was just natural. You know what I mean? And it, it, I just, I'm just marvelled at her. So I always got to give her a shout out. She'll get pissed off, but. Ashley, I love you. And you're the greatest. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, so you know she's gonna get hot. Hey, someone, someone's got to be the greatest. <laughs> it might as well be her. Rick, yeah, hey, since Shawn right Michaels, now, since Sean Michaels is retired, you know that's it. <laughs> wow. Hey, hey, Rick, I mean, Rick right now I mean, you're uh, you're more prevalent in social media and than you ever were i know um and now i'm, I, and now I'm selling marijuana mark. you with people mark do you want me to send you a shipment <laughs> no <laughs> i know you i know i'm big drink. enough no, i'm no. big enough marijuana yeah Rick but i'm drip. big enough 
Everybody, <laughs> I, everybody I know says, "Hey, man, I hope you never smoke because you're gonna <laughs> you eat, eat, you're gonna eat everything except the sun." <laughs> but I understand where you're coming from, Mark, because you know, Rick, you mentioned you mentioned Hogan before. When when I was young and I was watching you in your heyday, and you know, in New Jersey, I would have fights with 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 you know with other students in my school because they would see think Hogan's the best. I was like, no, Flair's the best. Like, but not a lot of people, especially on the East Coast, knew the name. Rick Flair got to I see know. you wrestle, and like, and, and, but, and that's why when my bot or my Peacock thing came out, um, when Mark, what, what, um, Bruce Pritchard tell the truth, I was not over when I got there. I didn't sell out the Garden. I sold out Boston. I sold out Philadelphia, but I didn't sell out the Garden even with Hulk. And in the West Coast, barely anybody knew me because I was Turner's TV didn't have nearly the saturation. I had a lot of fun. But I certainly wasn't the most over guy in the territory. <laughs> but you're more known now than you were when you were yes. the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Like yeah. you have done a phenomenal job of being able to market yourself, get your name out there, have all these different endeavors, like whether it's podcasting or the Ric Flair shop and you know, just keeping yourself like was that a conscious effort at your part, or did it just happen for you that way? No, it just happened that way. I'm- you know, along the way, who meets somebody that, that can make you a millionaire? Who meets somebody at, at the marina where your boats are next to each other that can make you a millionaire in a year? You have done a fantastic job over the years of waving the flag for a lot of those wrestlers that have kind of been underappreciated or forgotten over the years, like a Kempatera, like a Wahoo McDaniel. And, mm-hmm. like, I'm so glad that you've been able to do that because some of your greatest opponents – you know, throughout the decades aren't remembered like there should. And, and I'm glad yeah. that you've been able to do that. Well, Mark, Mark from Texas, you never even hear yeah. Jose Lothario's name or Wahoo anymore. Oh my God. But, One but, of my but, favorites. But, but, but those two guys, those two guys, well, Wahoo was popular everywhere, but Lothario and Wahoo were as big in Texas as Devon Eric's were at one time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they were, I know Lothario, was uh, Sean's partner in that wrestling school for a while, but I mean he's gone. And he, the Jose Lothario was a great worker. You know what I mean? And I don't know yeah, what yeah. you know. It, it, the, the the word great changes and bounces around a lot now. You know, I like I like to think you have to be around for a while, maybe at least eight or nine years before that word's even applicable. Because being great means being durable, being there a long time, playing yeah. like any other sport. Um, and I feel terrible for the, I'll give you an example. I'm sure Mark watches them too. Zion Williams. I mean, the kid is unreal, but he cannot stay healthy. And is he great? Yeah, but you can't call him great yet. He hasn't played. What's he played, Mark? 20 games in two and a half years? Yeah, something when, like When that. he's out there, it's unbelievable. But along with the word great goes longevity and and being able to, you know, help other people along the way. That's what we're here for. And uh, and I, I guess today it was Ricky Steamboat's birthday. Ricky turned seventy. You know, I just I, I I'm telling you right now, guys. It, when Ricky when Ricky was in his heyday, and when Shawn Michaels were in his heyday, they were the two best bay faces in the history of the business. I mean, WrestleMania sold. You guys are going out there, right? Yeah, we'll be out yeah. in L.A. It's it sold out both shows. You know, I mean, and and you know, I hope Steve and Rock come by, but if they don't. 
you know, it, there comes a time in the business, as we all know, when you can't just keep relying on Steve and Rock. Now, John, John is still going, but Steve's got a whole other life. Steve's got an empire, and The Rock's got an empire. And they don't need the money. They do it for love of the business. You know what I mean? But for how long did we hear? I mean, six months, we heard that Rock was going to wrestle, wrestle Roman. Yep. Then they say he's not. And guess what? They're still sold out with Cody. I agree, and 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 Rick, I think, and I, I and I love what you just said. Where at, at some point you got to stop relying on the former legends, and I feel like right now their roster is strong enough. And with this yep. story with the bloodline, I don't, yep. I don't, I don't think you need the Rock. You don't need Stone Cold. I think they have enough stars and enough storylines right now. Where I think for the first time in a very long time, they don't have to rely on the former legends to help well, sell. WrestleMania. Yeah, well, it's not only that. I hope they all come. I love drinking with Steve Austin. But here's the thing. If you want someone to get over it, you can't put him next. You can put him against Steve. And that, like Kevin Owen, that was tremendous. Or you can put a theory against John Cena. That's great. But if you're trying to compare the two, you're never going to get someone over stronger than, than Stone Cold or or The Rock. They're going to be who they are forever. Based on their own stuff, aside from wrestling, because they impacted the sport that much. Just like Hulk in his time. But when Steve, I mean, Steve Austin, to me, to this day, he's still the biggest star in the history of the company. Hey, everyone. Jen Piacenti here, host of Sticks and Stacks, the podcast that brings you the very best action from the world of hockey and baseball. Each week, myself, Sean Drotar, and Nate Lundy will bring you our best picks and talk you through the props, bets, and fantasy advice that can help you become the best fantasy manager in your league or even just help you win some money. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app. Free for most subscribers. We dropped a brand new master's class on CM Punk and uh, got a lot of attention. Again, the question uh, that we were asked, or I asked you, Tommy, uh, Bully, was all about would you bring CM CM Punk back? Should AEW bring CM Punk back? At the end of the master's class, Mark, you said that you had you you gave a really big tease at the end of that master's class of something that you wanted to say about the punk situation on the show this morning, and I guess on how you could get things done business wise with CM Punk and AEW. You know what the the main thing of it, Dave. Uh, before I get to the tease and how to how to integrate Punk back to the fold is. Punk has posted things, and if you didn't love it or you didn't really want to want to do it, you wouldn't post. You you wouldn't you wouldn't have any interactions with on social media at all. You just let it go. And also, he has not been released from his contract. And so that being said, one of the things that I, I've I've seen is the fact that FTR has supported Punk the whole time, which uh, I find to be refreshing in pro wrestling. Um, We need to support each other even uh, if there's a problem. And how cool would it be 
to see FTR go to Punk and say, hey, we'll stand beside you against the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. And the and win, lose, or draw, we support you. But the loser has to be the one to apologize. And I think that it gives something of a um, – you're going to have to apologize. Somebody's going to have to apologize, even if they don't want to. And it also brings a little bit of togetherness uh, with the, the two people. You have to use it now. You can't have Punk come back and not address the issue, not say anything. Like, okay, we're just going to move on. We're going to put Punk with Powerhouse Hobbs. No, you can't do that. You you you, you got to bring him back and um, make it mean something. I want to see what you think about that. Well, because that's where the business lies, Mark. Like, you know, that media scrum when he called out the Bucks and he called out Hangman Page and Cole Cabana, like, he called them out in that media scrum immediately after winning the world championship at all out. Like before, I mean, before anybody can even ask him a question, he said, wait, he stopped, he stopped Nick Houseman, who was about to ask him a question at the media scrum. And he said, before you even asked me a question, and he went off for a good seven to eight minutes, just went off. So you have to bring it back to that. I mean, that make that's, that's the reason why he's gone in the first place. And, Storyline-wise, it works because it's based in reality, but also business-wise, it works because CM Punk is a star. Like, And this is where, Mark, you're right, when you talk about passion and love for the business. When Punk was gone for the over seven years that he was gone from pro wrestling, you know, from everything we heard, he didn't like wrestling anymore. He didn't want to deal with wrestling anymore. I don't think that's the case now. You know, I saw CM Punk break down in tears um, in in the media scrum after AEW Revolution when he had the match with MJF, the dog collar match. He you know, he was crying because he fell back in love with pro wrestling again. Just recently, last weekend, you know, we saw him with our good friend Lars Fredrickson at the New Japan show in San Jose. Man, you know, you're not going to a pro wrestling show as a fan, you know, and he's sitting in the upper deck with Lars chilling watching New Japan because he still loves the business. He's I'm sure like he's probably as disappointed as everyone else is as as the way things have gone down with AEW, but I feel like there's still a love and passion for pro wrestling when it comes to CM Punk, Mark. Yeah, I'm not going to a football game or a basketball game and I hate it. Yeah. You know, I mean, regardless of how cool my friend is and how much my friend love it. Like if if we love it together, great. I'm I'm all for it. But I'm not going if I don't love it. Yeah. I mean, face the attention of wrestling fans, and you put yourself in a situation where you're gonna get you're gonna be seen. So you might as well put on a good face and 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 actually enjoy what you love rather than uh, the latter. So. Uh, yeah, man, he 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 loves it, Dave. You can tell that he still loves it. 
And you know, another good point, Mark, like you just said, you know, he, he knows he's going to be seen. You know, he's in that audience. He knows people are going to see him, that people are going to take pictures. Like, he knows that. Like, uh, listen, you know, not to give anything away from the master's class, but you def- it's a must listen because you go off, Bully goes off, Tommy goes off. My opinion, I never really broke down like what I wanted to say about it because it was the master's class is about you guys. But well, like, break it down. I, well, I, I mean, <laughs> I'll break it down. Break it down. Like, I want, I want, I want CM Punk back. I want CM Punk back. Like, I want because because I love CM Punk. I love him in the ring. I love him on the microphone. Like, you know, and everybody, and I'm sure the naysayers are going to say, "Well, he's he's a cancer in the locker room." You don't know that. You're not in the locker room. He's not. He's not. Okay, so there you go. You're somebody that's there. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Mary Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.